This is it. It's Normando FM. I'm very happy to be back with you. 9.09 a.m. CDMXST. After what has been a potential, maybe 48 hours off the airwaves, we'd like to just thank you for staying tuned. Of course, of course. We appreciate it. So grateful to have an audience like you each and every day. Looking for updates, of course, of updates regarding grandpas, marinas, and tacos south of the southern border. Happy to provide all of that and much more on today's show. And a special satellite studio. We're coming here from El Monumento de la República. Here in what is the heart of Mexico City. Downtown, downtown, downtown. Slightly vandalized downtown these days after the feminist march. Uh, and we don't use feminist as a negative term the way many people do. You know, many, some people would even say, oh, it was a women's march. It was, it was a march asking for equal rights and for women to stop being killed. Ten a day in Mexico. Ten a day. And it's just going up constantly. So a couple... Uh, couple graffitis here and there we've got broken windows we're happy to see it all we're happy to see it all because if uh, if there needs to be a little bit of cracked glass for people to to start paying attention start listening that's totally okay I mean words from the Mexican president such as you know we had to board up the presidential palace can you imagine if they graffitied that how would Mexico look in front of the in front of the world well how does Mexico look when, when women are, 10 women are dying a day for being women? Not good. No bueno. AMLO. Just doesn't get it. Just doesn't get it. So we've got, we've got a lot to get into. We've got a lot to get into. We've got full show notes, of course, after I believe it was, it was two days ago. So it was two days ago since we've, we've had any sort of broadcasting, and we apologize for that. I've been holding the whole process up, of course, uh, as a broadcast my broadcast was pending, um, but just a couple busy days here, a couple busy days here, and we're going to fill you in, so buckle up, buckle up, turn that, turn that volume up, can you hear me better now? Uh, we're going to get right into it, let me pull up my show notes, I think we will start with our show notes, because we've got a lot to respond to from our listener, it was an over an hour, an hour long broadcast, a lot of it you know, was a response of my cumulative hour and 40 minute broadcasts. And uh, there's just so much, so much to get into. So let's start at the top. E.T.'s diet. A whole family diet. And it's not the first time we've heard this, but uh, we're excited for, for success this time around. And uh, I mean, it is the first time we've really heard about E.T.'s diet. A slow carb high protein diet just you know you don't need much you don't need much you're a healthy dude you're in you're in decent slash good shape you just got a little bit of a quarantine belly which is which is normal it's absolutely normal and, and let's normalize that for all of our listeners out there we've been going through a weird time as you might have heard we're talking quarantines. We're talking gyms closed in entire countries. We're talking, you know, stay-at-home mandates. So do we expect everyone to have 
you know, washboard abs right now? Of course not. It's, it's almost impossible for the majority of people. So let's normalize that. What do you need to, to do your best, to give your best effort, to stay in, in decent shape and to, to start, you know, as we approach the spring months and what I hope is also the spring in terms of, of COVID, and uh, I guess that could be, that could sound like a very negative thing, but I'm talking about an, a new beginning, coming out of this COVID winter and, and entering a spring that's full of vaccines and, and healthy people. Just, just eat well, you know? Uh, you know how to do it. You know how to do it, there's no mystery. You wanna cut down fatty foods, you wanna cut down sugary foods, which is harder for, the mothership than than probably for our sister station um but you know especially when it comes to sugary foods that is a hard thing because sugar is is addictive it's it's straight up an addiction and to cut that out takes a little bit more takes a little bit more out of you a little more effort but we're we're hopeful we're very hopeful tricking et God, this is going way back. This is going way back to, you must have been responding to my very first broadcast in CDMX. Could that be true? Because of course the trick that we're referring to is, is acting like there was, that we potentially did not enjoy Mexico City, which couldn't be further from the truth. And, you know, now the cat's out of the bag, but E.T. seemed to be a little bit worried. Hmm. Is Normando FME potentially going to trash what I have referred to as potentially my favorite city in the world? How is our sister, our sisterhood going to survive this? And of course our sisterhood would be able to survive that or anything. Earthquakes, tsunamis, what have you. But we don't need to worry about that because Mexico City is is becoming as close to my heart as it is to our sister station's heart. It's just a beautiful, amazing place, full of life, full of uh, experiences, and, and really almost inspiring. It's, it's a great place to be, and I'm really enjoying it. Could I see myself staying here? Yeah, of course, of course. I could, I, I mean, I'm, I consider myself, I could see myself coming here at any time in the next 10 years and just hanging out and I can't wait to do so actually after the after the quarantine or in the next you know anytime in the next five years from a year to now to five years from now that makes sense you know when things are back to normal when things are back to normal I, I can't imagine how magical this place must be if it's if to me it's already magical um, so I'm, I'm very excited to, to check it out, but of course, yes, employing an old broadcasting technique, that's the, the, the bait and swap, the bait and swap. You give your listeners something such as Mexico City, Wonderland, or overcrowded, overrated shithole. And your listener might think, oh my God, well, I've been advocating for the wonderland who's advocating for the overrated overcrowded shithole and in this case no one but you have to listen to the broadcast to find that out okay 
that's how I get you to hit play. That's how I get you to hit play. That's one of the 99 tips and tricks we have in the broadcasting manual set to hit all stores anywhere you can buy ebooks or books in June 2021 for the price of affordable price of 85.99 learn how to become an FM broadcaster. We recommend it to any layperson who wants to hit the airwaves. We re- we definitely recommend it to AM broadcasters who want to make that jump up to the FM category. Anyone can benefit from a a read of the 99 tips and tricks. Let's continue here with our show notes, which also of course are important for any broadcaster, any FM broadcaster, and we get into show notes as well. Check it out in June. No number like 100 years ago. This is referring to my, my first little conversation with a, a Ciudad de Mexico inhabitant, of course, from Monterrey, the actress at the coffee store, a.k.a. Cafe. Um, yeah, very pleasant. You know, an hour, an hour and a half of, of, of pleasant conversation and getting to know each other. That ended with uh, just a, an old-fashioned goodbye like a hundred years ago. You know, no number, no way of contacting her. I, you know, I said, maybe I'll see you around. And maybe I will. And have I yet? No. But, you know, just I've just got 20 million people to sift through to find her again. Do I know what she'd look like now? I don't think so. But it was it was very nice, and you know it's it's nice to have conversations and and interactions with people with no expectations, zero. And I feel like lots of people don't do that. I feel like we're always just trying to figure out what we can get out of someone, you know. Whether it's an intention to to potentially draft a marina captain contract a professional sort of development opportunity. Oh, here's my card. You know? Something. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It must have been nice for her to just have, you know, a pleasant conversation for an hour and a half without, you know, maybe she has a boyfriend or maybe she wouldn't be interested in in, in hanging out and she would think it would be, even if it wasn't a date, maybe she just wouldn't have been interested and it might be nice to just talk to someone for a while and then no sort of intention. Oh, this is cute. That's a great Dane playing with a, a small little foofy dog. And it's, it's like two species. It really is. I mean, the dog's just hanging out underneath the Great Dane. It's got all the space in the world under there. It's a Great Dane tunnel. Um, the end of Pixie, unfortunately... I think our very first communication, our very first broadcast that included uh, the one-eyed pixie, the one-eyed Thai man, um, I think we actually broadcasted right after saying goodbye to Pixie for the last time. Definitely going to hold on to that Facebook for sure. But Pixie was on his way to Puerto Vallarta because he couldn't find where to buy weed here. And he knew where to get weed in Puerto Vallarta. And he was sick of not having any weed. So he, he decided to buy a flight and head back to Puerto Vallarta. Of course, as soon as he said that, uh, you know, he said it to me and, and a couple other people. And the other people were very 
very aware of where to buy weed in Ciudad de Mexico. And seemingly, it's, it's as easy as going in front of the Senate building where they have a sort of legally designated area to plant and sell weed. I'm not really sure. I need more information about it. It seems strange. Um, but someone brought it up yesterday as well. And they were talking about, oh, you know, it's just the male plants, no female plants, so there's no flowers, but they, they do sell it. And I, I, don't, I don't know how it works, but uh, Pixie was completely unaware of it and, and already booked his flight. So, poor guys, he's out. He's out. And we wish him the best. And if you're listening, Pixie, smash that subscribe button. Oh, that's a good bark. That's a solid Great Dane bark. Beautiful. Freeloading ET with Trumper at Pescadito. Very interesting story back, you know, back at Pescadito in La Condesa, where not only did you have an interaction with a, a Trumper, a pleasant interaction at that, but you probably reinforced his, I don't know if it came up that you are not a Trumper and you have, you know, liberal leanings, but you probably reinforced his. I mean, you just took a free meal from him. You took a welfare meal from him. You didn't pay him back. And that's what Trumpers, I mean, that Trumper was probably thinking, ah, fucking Mexico, man. Everyone's looking for a handout. Everyone's looking for a handout. You probably reinforced his, in his memory right now, he probably remembers that story as you being a Mexican that he, he paid a nice meal for and that there was some sort of act, you know, there was some sort of expectation of reciprocity that you're going to get him back. You're going to pay him for a meal later, buy him something. And you just bounced and you were an example of a freeloading Mexican. <laughs> That's probably how he remembers that being a racist Trumper. They can distort reality in, in just the, the most agile way. Agile, agile, right? Agile. Um, the taco diet. I think there was some, uh, there was a little, a, a little note of envy uh, from our sister station that we have been able to enjoy tacos for the last months. And you did, you did talk about how, at some point in your six weeks in Mexico, you got sick of tacos. And I took, I've taken a taco break. I took a taco break for a while, back in Oaxaca or was it Oaxaca? There was like a few week period where I didn't really have too many tacos. And coming to Mexico City, I got heavily back into tacos, which has been excellent. However, two days ago, the night after the DD debacle, which we'll get into, the triple D, DD debacle, um, I woke up actually waiting for, for DB's arrival, I woke up feeling pretty shitty. Um, I don't think I was hungover. I wasn't really very drunk with DD. Um, but my stomach just wasn't right. And for what ended up being around 24 hours, I had pretty intense diarrhea intense and constant diarrhea which was perfect because I had just invited you know DB to 
the little one-room, one-bathroom Airbnb. And um, close quarters, close quarters for a pretty much um, bathroom-ridden man to, to have a, uh, an ex-marina hanging out. A little too close for comfort, but we may do. We may do. And we'll get into that shortly, but let's just, for now, leave it as we've imposed another another taco lockdown here on Nordamondo FM, and we're off tacos for a bit. We're hopefully off of street food for just a week or so, just until things get normal once again, um, because they're not quite normal yet. I can get back into my... I do have, uh, I have news, I have news, but right, right now I'm just going to say that I have medicinal mushrooms. I may or may not have other types of mushrooms as of last night, but in my possession. But I have medicinal mushrooms that, you, you remember, you, rem, you might remember Kevin Herbalist from San Cristobal, who, although I was in urgent need of, of herbalist care, he he made me wait for hours while he kind of just served everyone else around me um, their sort of medicinal remedy. And I was just sitting there in intense pain right before my bus to, to Puerto Escondido. Well, I still have those medicinal mushrooms. Maybe he, I mean, I haven't really been taking them. He probably knows, this guy's probably not even gonna take this shit. I mean, why am I, why am I gonna bother with him? Maybe he was right after all. Next show note, the dream dorm. This, of course, has to do with my, uh, my night terror experience with just one poor soul. A woman who was, was sharing the dorm, was on the other side of the dorm, had very lim limited interaction with myself or any others, and in the middle of the night just had to, to see and hear me jump out of bed and just sprint towards her bed so we apologize if you're out there i believe you're chilean maybe mexican whoever you were smash that subscribe button this is an apology as well um i had another strange dream experience last night or yesterday afternoon actually it was a, it was a nap dream i must have napped for only 30 45 minutes but had three to five dreams. And the last one, I was, I was wakeboarding, and then it was one of those things, I actually don't know if these, one of those things, I can say one of those things, because I don't even think it exists. It was, a, it was a wakeboard where then I was holding onto the thing and it just kind of lifted me up into the air and just kind of let me float around in the air over the water, pretty high up for you know, the amount of time that I wanted. So I was kind of just holding on to this thing and just floating and still getting pulled by, by the boat. But no parachute or no, no kite, nothing like that. It was, it was a very minimalist sort of, uh, all, all I needed was, was, uh, was to hold on to this thing and I was floating. But I was up pretty high and when I let go, I fell, you know, 20 feet into the ocean below. And I was so deep in the water that it was difficult to surface. 
and it, was, it started to get pretty scary because I was swimming up and up and up and I just couldn't find the surface. And I was swimming up and up and up and I started running out of breath and I started running out of breath and then I woke up and I was just like <laughs> and I was like out of breath, like I was almost drowning in real life. I was, I almost drowned in my dream and I guess asphyxiated or suffocated myself in real life. I must have just not breathe, been breathing and my ears were popped and everything. So there wasn't anyone in the dorm at the moment when I was sleeping, but they would have just seen me wake up from a dream where I almost, I almost died. Mm. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, man, you okay? Oh my God, I almost drowned. So it's just, it's just hard. You know, I've got so much shit to deal with that if it's, if the real life, the real life dangers aren't enough, I'm almost literally drowning in my dream. I can just imagine the autopsy. He died in his sleep. Was it peaceful? No, it appears that he drowned in his sleep. What? You know, I'd have to, I have to leave someone a note or you can just, you can just take care of it as the MC at my funeral. If I have any sort of like mysterious, idiotic death where people are thinking like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? How did, how did he just drown in his sleep? How do you just suffocate himself like that? You can clear that up and say, it was probably an intense dream because he has a sleep disorder. So let's not judge him. Let's just remember him lovingly. And to do that, let's put on J Balvin, Azul, one of his favorite songs, the last year of his life. And then you can all listen this. Ese cuerpito que tu tienes, traje baño chiquitito te queda. You know, the sobs in the background. Ese cuerpito que tu tienes. So, that's a request. That's a request. Direct from the funeral-y to the funeral MC. Special request. We appreciate you taking into consideration. Of course, it's your funeral to run, so I don't want to step on your toes. The last thing I would want to do would be to limit your artistic license with my, with my own demands. Who am I? Who am I as just the dead person being honored to impose on the funeral MC? So, um, thanks for the breakdown. Thanks for the breakdown between goats, lamb, and sheep. Very enlightening. Um, you know, I did bring that up to DB when I was listening. I listened to your broadcast on bed with DB. Not in bed, on bed in the afternoon two days ago. Uh, DB's first afternoon around and how many afternoons will there be stay tuned to find out we're actually not sure but a baby goat we had to we had to look that up I asked her do you know what a baby goat is nope but then when we looked it up it seemed obvious it's a kid a kid of course it's a kid it's so easy of course, goats and goats and humans share so many similarities. That's just one of them. We call the small ones kids, and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to share with. It's a nice interspecies interspecies relationship. 
Uh, Jorge, a friend from a different realm, of course, the wealthy capitalist, you know, uh, capitalist venture banker. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, capital gains. I mean, he's just, he's a great guy. He's a great guy to know. He's actually, I in no way want to speak to disparagingly, disparagingly, is that a word? Uh, of him, although he, of course, is, is quite wealthy. And some wealthy people are don't really have their head on their shoulders, and you know, is that am I making any sense? They don't have their head on their shoulders. They all have their head on their shoulders. That's that's definitely that's one thing I can say about all people. Mostly, I mean, there's some weird deformities out there, but most people have their head on their shoulders. Um, and we're sorry if we've offended anyone who doesn't have their head on their shoulders and who is disabled. Uh, we just, please enlighten us. Um, where's your head? <laughs> where's your head? <laughs> I guess it's on your neck anyway. So I don't even fucking know. I don't even know anymore. But Jorge is a great guy. Uh, the Women's March, we already got into that. DD, a complicated slash vulnerable character. Okay, of course, this was a big portion of our broadcast I mean it was a 40 minute subsection sub broadcast um, two days ago three days ago and it received a lot of airtime from our sister station as well and an, an excellent analysis and and I think you were you hit the nail on the dick once again absolutely DD is not necessarily it's not it wasn't necessarily a surprise that dd had this 180 shift from really enjoying our time together wanting to like really pushing me to visit her in south africa i mean you're right this it was a hundred percent like uh a very sort of successful date you know we were hanging out having a great time getting kind of drunk talking about everything and cracking up and you know really enjoying our time together we get on the bus and she's like oh my god like please come visit me in South Africa it'd be so amazing are you still thinking about that this is when you know I get off of this work I'll be I'll be free these two months. You should come down and hang like, and twenty minutes later, crying and saying how she didn't feel special with with me or how that you know my treatment of her and and mentioning of one girl that I had a relationship with since I last saw DD three and a half months ago, how that made her feel like shit and how it reinforced this idea that she, idea and fear that she has that she's not really valued so much by her, her friends and, and family. I mean, it, it's, it was a very sort of an incredible shift. Um, not really a turn in the night that we expected or wanted, but it's what we got. It's what we got, and life life throws those things at you. Most certainly does. But you're right. 
you know, we need to look at DD in the greater context of of our marina captain relationship with her. I mean, those in those three short nights that we spent with her in Campeche, we noticed many things, many things, and, and refer back to the tapes. Those actually might be in the lost WhatsApp tapes, but we we recognized that she was not quite as caring or considerate as we would have hoped for, or that as you know, those are two things that are very important when we're considering you know, marina relationships and whether they be short-term or short-term or long-term consideration and compassion. Very important. And DB, DD, I'm sorry, it didn't really exemplify either of those traits in Campeche. And at that time, we kind of just ascribed that to her being very stressed. Um, our plan, our Campeche plan getting getting screwed over by Hertz, who still hasn't returned the $100 that they took from me without anything in exchange. And her being stressed about, you know, her work, her studies, um, and her life, really, her being very stressed. And we had some deep conversations about that. And at the time... I thought, this is a girl who's brilliant and incredible and a pleasure to be around for the most part, but seems to be heavily affected by what she's seen, what she senses as a huge burden of stress, a huge burden of stress and lack of clarity in, in terms of her life and they, in a trend, tremendous amount of anxiety that that was producing. And we understand that, of course. We all go through anxiety-filled moments, and this is a good time to have one, you know? In a pandemic where everyone's going through changes and not really understanding what's going on. So we understood that. But at the same time, that was the only interaction we had with DD. So... It's hard to, you know, you, you have this hypothesis that, oh, this is because she's stressed out about this. This can't be the way she normally is. But who are you to be able to determine that? This is the first time you're meeting someone. You have nothing to compare it to. So this is, what's this guy doing? Oh, he's just throwing something to a dog. Oh, that's kind of cool. He's getting him to go down the stairs and then throwing it to him. Where is it, though? Oh, but now he's just taking a picture of him. Um, so we gave DD the benefit of the doubt last time in Campeche. And this time we were hoping for, you know, her in a, her own environment, less stressed, um, and a little bit more compassionate and caring, or just someone to hang out with and have a good time kind of experiencing Mexico City with her. Um, but that's not what we got. We got that for a few short hours, and then it turned into not only is she incredibly stressed, but she's also I can't I, I can't pay attention because this dog is just doing laps. It's really cute. This guy hasn't thrown the thing once. He's just getting the guy to do. He's getting the dog to just do fucking laps around this whole historic monument, and he hasn't even got he hasn't even given the dog 
the treat once. He just, that's crazy. This is literally, I mean, this is like the closest equivalent to slave labor in the animal kingdom that I've ever seen. I mean, this dog is just, he's not getting the ball once. The guy's not even throwing the ball. He's just fake throwing it, getting the dog to go down the stairs, come around, then go up the stairs, and then see, oh, fuck, he still has the ball. He didn't even fucking throw it. All right, go back up the stairs, come to the guy, and then the guy fake throws it down the stairs again. The dog does the whole fucking lap down the stairs, looks for the ball, then looks up at the guy, and the guy still fucking has it. He hasn't even thrown it. This guy hasn't thrown the ball once. Oh, man. So, so DD, basically, I think that she is a complicated character. There he goes. He threw it. Fucking hell. God damn it. Thank God he threw the ball. <laughs> so happy for the dog right now. Finally got it. Um, so, a complicated character. Of course, I think she is a little stressed. I, mean, I, don't, I know she's very stressed. She, we had a phone call about it before I met her, so I, sh I was warned that she was in a, a very stressful couple of weeks of her life. Her life. <laughs> her life. Um, and she was incredibly stressed, and I think she's, she's going through some shit. I think she's probably, uh, after months of long-term stress, she's, she's really kind of close to having, uh, I don't want to use the word breakdown, but having a sort of, of this, you know, being exhausted by this mental and emotional drain and her latching on to these two little things that happened, um, or that she perceived coming from me, you know, a captain in her, in her marina were offensive, such as me referring to, to another girl and in her mind, five or six other girls that I had just kind of had, you know, adventures with, um, did it make her feel special? And neither did me saying when she was telling me how stressed out and busy she was, me telling her, well, don't worry about me. I don't want to be a stress on you. So if you can't see me, that's okay. That also didn't make her feel special because she wanted me to be like, I need to see you or I don't know what she wanted. Um, so I think you're right. We really wish her the best. Um, just as she wished me the best in Mexico City. No response. You know, I texted her back after she said that. I said, well, it sounds like you just, you know, you, you definitely don't want to see me uh, again in Mexico City. You know, we, we, we had just said goodbye to each other and, and hugged and still kind of said, well, you know, we'll still hang out or do something. But it was, it was really a kind of goodbye forever sort of thing. Um, and I guess that's okay. It's a shame because I when she's uh, well I don't know I don't know if it's a shame I don't know if it's a shame she's fun to hang out with at times and she's gorgeous um, but yeah you're right can you imagine the drama of, of trying to have a, a more stable steady relationship with her whatever that would entail oh boy the lessons that DD have, has, have, has left us, though, I'm having a hard time in English right now, which 
doesn't make sense. I've been speaking English the last 24 hours. Um, the lessons that she's left us. That's that's an interesting an interesting. Uh, I mean, that's what we should be analyzing for everyone. What lessons have we been learning recently? Sometimes they are lessons imparted by others. Sometimes there's lessons that you get to on your own. But the lesson that I potentially have learned from her is whether or not, and you mentioned it as well, whether or not referring to past relationships um, would should should be considered oversharing when you're talking to a marina or a potential marina. You know, I'm very much of the the thought ideology, the school of thought of those that say, you know, you should just be as honest as possible. And honesty and openness is the more the better. So do I have to, you know, if it, going back to that conversation with DD when I was talking about being in an Airbnb and, and trying to, to figure out a way to get out of it, should I have said, oh, well, I was just in the Airbnb by myself and I made up a story about my mom being sick and having to travel? Or should I say, you know, I was actually with someone because I was traveling with the girl for a bit and we made up a story about her mom getting sick. Or, you know, if she at any point asked, well, why'd you go to an Airbnb for a bit instead of hostels? Should I just lie? You know, should I just lie? Because God forbid this girl finds out that I've been with someone else in the last four months. Is it so uncomfortable for someone to hear that you've been sexually active with with someone else in your life in the past you know we're talking about these these non-exclusive sort of relationships where of course they're also based on respect but i think a big part of that respect is also openness and honesty so do i have to just pretend like oh yeah you know i've never been with another girl and you know it's it's like this sort of machismo ideal that that I think lots of men want to have of women that they're interested in. That God forbid they hear about another man that's been in this... Uh, God forbid they even think about this girl kissing a guy, much less having sex with a guy, you know, before they even met them. Everyone has a past. And... I don't think that is oversharing to talk about that past. I mean, it's oversharing to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that girl, I was, you know, I was banging her, what was it, probably four times a week, and, you know, we these were our favorite positions and this. I'm not talking about anything grotesque here. But, and I'm not talking about dwelling on it and just living in the past and saying, you know, oh, man, you know my ex-girlfriend was the best and this is what I did with her and when I was the... But, you know, we've all had a past by now. I'm 20, I'm almost 29 years old. I was in a serious relationship. I lived in, you know, Colombia with someone, with, with Wilmita, now the, 
the Amor formerly known as Wilmita, now she's just Wilma. Um, should I just act like that never happened when I'm talking to someone? Oh, why were you in Colombia? Well, I was there for, yeah, I was there for almost a total of three years and just kind of, I don't even remember. I was just kind of there. Yeah, well, wow, you were there for three years and how'd you stay there? Who'd you stay with? Did you live there? Oh, yeah, just kind of, you know, on my own or like, I, of course, I had, I was in a relationship. I've been in relationships, long-term, short-term, serious and non-serious. So the lesson that DD has left me with has been, should I reanalyze this, this ideology that we should be honest and open, even in terms of past relationships, or whether that would constitute, that should constitute you know, or should be considered oversharing and I should just leave it out, you know, because that made DD feel unspecial, that I was just, you know, this gigolo that was going around and, and with all these different girls and yada, yada, yada. So that's it there. Mahat Ayame, we're very happy though. We just tuned in just a couple, about 20 minutes ago. That's not true because this has been I've been on the air for 41 minutes. Just about an hour ago, we tuned into Mahat IMA's introductory broadcast over on the Three Kings group. And thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to hear his, his excitement. Um, we do need to figure out timing now. We do need to figure out timing about how to get this reunion. I guess we can call it that in Mexico, how we can make it a reality. But sounds like a great dude. And we're excited to meet him and hopefully spend some time with him south of the southern border. So 40 minutes in, let's get into the hot topic of, you know, today and yesterday, which, and the day before even, which has been DB. DB. And we're happy to tell you, wait, one second, one second, listener. We appreciate you staying with us. That's, that's, that's just our director there in the booth saying that we have a quick, a quick commercial break coming up. So stay tuned. And right after this commercial break, we'll be back with you here on Normand.fma. We appreciate you. As always, valued listener. Stay tuned. Good morning. This is your daily hotline with your bets update. This week, Liverpool lost to Newcastle 2-0. Normando Fene busted a nut on DB's shoulder. And the Bruins lost to the Bucks 3-1. Thanks for staying tuned and happy betting. Thanks for staying tuned, listeners, through those updates from our, our sponsors. Of course, we wish you happy betting. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, this is it. This is the DEF Suites. Getting back to the hostel now. So we do have reason to believe that you are having good luck with your bets. Because I forget whether you had the Bruins or Liverpool or 
busting on DB's shoulder, but they all came true. They all came true. And how happy we are to announce that. Um, so basically, as I was struggling with controlling my, my diarrhea two days ago, DB popped by. And of course, it wasn't unexpected. I invited her over after hearing about how difficult it was for her to, to handle uh, staying at a hostel with many creepy dudes, pretty much harassing her nonstop, and also having a hard time finding a private. And of course, I had already splurged on a private, so I said, oh, why don't you come on over? I have one more night here. Welcome to hang out here. I will not harass you in any way. And I didn't really know if there was an expectation of, of sex or not. So I had no expectation. And that's basically how I've been living in terms of of every aspect of my life recently, no expectation. And it's good, it is good. Oof, it is so good. So DB came over and we hung out for a while. We walked around, um, we walked around Koyakan. She hadn't checked out. Um, we were out and about for a couple hours, which you might ask, you might be asking yourself, wow, that's a risky move for someone who's been struggling with diarrhea. And you're right. Smart, smart observation. You're right. In fact, at one time, we literally we were at a canteen, a cantina that was a famous little watering hole in Koyokan, and now a high-class restaurant slash bar, and very nice place to check out. We checked it out. I just wanted to give a lap and then move on. But at that moment, it hit me. It hit me, a wave of ooh, stomach discomfort and knowledge that I would be having diarrhea within the next 45 seconds, no matter what, no matter where I was. So instead of leaving, I said, I said to DB, you want to you get something here? Let's get something here real quick. Let's sit down. And she's like, oh, okay. Sat down. I said, I'm just going to use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. Expelled my bowels. Nothing solid there. Tried to flush didn't really work. Went back, met up with DB. They had already brought some sauces to the table and the menu, which was incredibly expensive. And we both looked at it and said, this is really expensive. She said, can we leave? So yeah, sure, why not? So we just left. I didn't feel great about it. You know, I would have liked the flush to work at the very least, but I can't, I can't be blamed for that, right? So <clears throat> my stomach was kind of fucked the whole day. Really, it was kind of fucked the whole day. And that night, we were kind of just chilling. I listened to, actually, I listened to our sister station. And I was using our sister station's broadcast. I said, okay, there's an hour broadcast. I'm going to listen to the sister station. Headphones in, of course. Still volume kind of low just so there wasn't any, you know, noise pollution from the headphones that DB could have picked up on. She was just lying in bed right next to me. And I said, if I don't feel better after this, I need to figure out what to do. I might make myself puke. I mean, I was, I was feeling pretty shitty. 
listen to our sister, sister station's broadcast, which did bring up our spirits, but not necessarily our, our stomach health. So I decided, well, I have to figure out what else to do. And DB said, well, I have weed. And I can't believe we didn't think about it before, but of course, let's smoke some weed. Smoked some weed, felt better, really felt better. And then went out and said, oh man, but what are we gonna eat? I said, no one I'd really like, hummus and pita. So I think we can get it, let's go. We walked to like kind of a green grocer. Is that what that's called? A little grocery store, like a natural grocery store where they had literally one thing of hummus left and one thing of pita. And we got that. And we walked by a burger place, said, what about French fries? Got some French fries. Then I said, one more thing. And got a thing of yogurt. And that was our dinner. And it was good. And I felt good. And next morning I woke up and I felt pretty fine. But before going to sleep, before going to sleep, listener, and I wasn't sure whether it was going to happen or whether I wasn't going to make a move, really. And I was still feeling pretty shitty, so I didn't really, I wasn't really in the mood anyway. But DB started, uh, I mean, once we got into bed, she was ready to, to re-sign, to, to, to sign the, the contract renewal, the Marina captain contract renewal. So I signed, I signed, and I, as I said, left a stamp on the shoulder, and I can't say I didn't smile and silently chuckle when I saw that splattering on the shoulder, knowing that our sister station was gonna win big. He placed his bet on the, on the shoulder, a Johnny-less, a Johnny-less bang, and a dump on the shoulder. You hit, you hit the nail on the head. Congratulations. So that was good. And then yesterday, a bunch happened yesterday, really. A bunch happened yesterday. So we had checkout at 12. We had a whole morning in Koyakan, which yesterday at night we, we reminisced upon, saying, can you believe that that was today? Yesterday seemed like the longest day of all time. We had a whole morning in Koyakan. In fact, DB got bit by the dog in our, in our Airbnb. We were leaving the Airbnb at one time and this dog came out of nowhere, a little foofy dog. It was barking like crazy and then literally bit her, her pants twice. And she just said, whoa, got bit. Um, so that happens. Then we took a very expensive Uber to, um, to downtown where we're staying right now the hostel DF Suites. And they should change that. This is not the DF anymore. Definitely not DF anymore. Um, but here we are. We got here, had an afternoon. We went to a vegan place for lunch, which she thought was a good idea for my stomach. She didn't feel great, but didn't feel bad either. Uh, I went out and did some, did some shopping because DB left me. She's was going to leave me some weed. Of course, I didn't have any way to smoke the weed because I don't know how to roll. So I got a little Mexican pipe, which we'll be uploading to Instagram. Really one of our favorite purchases so far because we haven't really had any purchases so far. But this little pipe, it's a little Mexican-y one-hitter. 
looks like it came out. It looks like the, the one hair that the little boy would smoking out of in Coco. It's, it's great. I love it. Um, I also got a new wallet because my wallet was falling apart. So that's something. Um, and then we were just kind of hanging out. We were hanging out. And DB had a bus at, to Guadalajara, a night bus that was leaving at 1045. So of course we had the whole day, didn't really have any plans. And that was the one sort of commitment. DB also wanted to, I mean, she had told me about so many characters in this hostel. Casa NX uh, Alameda, which is pretty close to the hostel where I chose to stay. And DB accompanied me the whole day and we said, oh, can she leave her stuff here? She has a night bus. Yeah, of course, no problem. And so we were hanging out. We walked around a bunch on the street and then towards, you know, around six or seven o'clock, DB got a message from one of the dudes who was trying to bang her at the other hostel out of maybe six or seven. A dude that told her, you know, I actually, when I have sex now, I don't, I don't come. I abstain from coming because, you know, coming such an energy drain and energy is so important. So I don't come, but you, you'd be able to come. You'd definitely be able to come. That's fine. Women get energy from coming. So don't worry about that. I just wouldn't come. Um, so this character Instagrams her and says, Hey, my buddy is about to take a flight and he's got some mushrooms on him and is looking to sell them before he goes. And he got them in San Jose. So he's just selling them for what he got up there. And I don't know if you'd be interested. And DB looked at me, she said, Alex, do you want to buy some mushrooms? And I looked at her and I said, yes, DB. Yes, I do. Let's lock them down. So, DB said, of course, I want them. And we'll go over to the hostel to get them. And we were already planning on going to this hostel just to witness the, you know, she wanted me to meet these characters. A lot of them had gone. Some had even left her notes. I saw two different notes that she had with phone numbers and Instagrams and shit. And I hope I see you again of just, just dudes that she met for, you know, 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. Um, so we went over there and we got the mushrooms. We observed, we didn't observe, we bought, we brought popcorn. So we popped popcorn in this place. Neither of us were staying there. We just went up to the rooftop, popped popcorn and just sat there just watching people start, you know, they were socializing and partying and a whole bunch of characters. And it was fun. It was fun to just watch them. We got the mushrooms. And then we bounced probably around 8.30 and thought, okay, well, now we need to get some food. You know, DB has to get to her bus station, which is like 45 minutes away. And, you know, let's, let's get some food first. Let's go back to the hostel first, drop off the mushrooms, try out the new Mexican one hitter because I don't know how to use it. So DB wanted to show me let's smoke a bit and then go get some food. Smoke first, get food second, get DB to her bus. Do you see any problems with the order there? Well, I'll tell you, there was a problem with the order. We smoked, we got super fucking high, super fucking high. 
and walked out of the hostel around 9.30 looking for food. DB at the latest had to leave for her bus at 10. At the latest, we walked out at 9.30, just walking around, no plan, no plan. Not thinking, huh, I wonder if we should look up what's open. Oh, I don't even know what's in this area. I wonder if there's food in this area. We just started walking. Start walking. We get in this big conversation about, I was trying to say my, my mom's old songs, because I heard a song and I said, I think this is one of my, mom, my mom's songs old. And I mixed up the order and then we were trying to say, no, what's the order? I'm trying to say my mom, my mom, my song's old mom, no. My mom's, so we were, we were, we stopped where we were on the corner and talked about the order of these words, my mom's old songs, for like 15 minutes and we're laughing, cracking up. And then we keep going. And then we stand on another corner for a while, a corner that happened to have trans, transvestite prostitutes on every corner. It's really fucked up in this, this neighborhood. Lots of prostitution day and night, but we, we hung out on one of these corners and we had another conversation about where's the hostel, is it this way, is it that way, we had no idea. We were talking for like 10 minutes, started laughing again, cracking up, then we felt bad because we were like, oh shit, what if these, these, these prostitutes think that we're laughing about them, that would be fucked up. Obviously we weren't, uh, but we were just cracking up and laughing, so high. And then we finally, uh, we, we looked at like two different menus for another 10 minutes. Didn't know what to get. And we ended up just getting, walking to an OXO and getting a box of noodles, getting back to the place, looking at the clock, and it was 10.10. We had just wasted like 45 minutes walking around aimlessly to end up with a cup of noodles. And I'm pretty sure the cup of noodles had meat too. And she was just like, I'm just gonna eat around it. <laughs> and at that point we realized she had missed the bus. <laughs> she had missed the bus. It was a 40-minute Uber for 150 pesos to the bus station. She had missed the bus. It was 10.10. She, the bus was at 10.45. And what was she going to do? She's going to race to the bus, pay 150 pesos to realize that she missed it and pay 150 pesos back? I mean, the bus ticket cost 300 pesos. So <laughs> we ended up... She ended up missing a, a night bus where she didn't have anything to do the whole day, the whole night. It was the one commitment and you couldn't even make it. Like literally, like what were you doing all day? All day. You're not like, it wasn't like a 10 a.m. bus. Like, oh, I'm running out of a 9 a.m. meeting. Oh, it ended a little late or whatever. Oh man, I missed the bus. It was literally, you had a whole day, nothing planned and you couldn't make the bus. It was the first time she ever missed it. First time she's ever missed a bus or a plane or anything. And do I think that I had something to do with it? Of course, of course. Have I missed buses? Never. Have I missed planes? You know the answer to that. Intimately, we missed a plane together. One of the two planes that I missed in, in, in Bogota. So she missed the bus. We were cracking up so much the whole time. Just like, literally, we were just going to the, and the whole, her whole check-in process was hilarious too. This guy's like, 
you know, she's like, well, you know, I missed the bus. And he's like, oh, okay, well, what do you want to, he like, it's like, okay, like, can I get a room here or a bed? He's like, don't, don't you realize check-in? And he was, he was saying, do you want to do check-in? But it sounded like he was saying like, don't you realize check-in was like, like 12 hours ago, <laughs> 12 hours ago? We like give it her shit. And then he was trying to, this, this hostel has key cards, like hotels that open the doors. And it literally took him, <laughs> he was just, there were like five different key cards that he was trying to swipe to activate one. And he probably swiped 150 times. It's and then he'd look at the card, put it down, grab another one. And I was just looking, I was, I couldn't even breathe. I was just staring at him, swiping the cards, just cracking up. Oh my God, it was good. So DB's around. I don't know what the plan is now. We now have mushrooms and weed and uh, she missed her bus to Guadalajara. Is she gonna just get another bus to Guadalajara? Maybe. Is she potentially now gonna do shrooms with me and we'll go to a beautiful place to do it a couple hours away and stay a couple nights together again maybe i'm gonna get in there and find out so i'd be down with either option it's been fun oh we were also about to i mean we're 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 about to head over to bang motel she thought oh you could go to bang motel because she saw one around here which makes sense um yesterday but at that point there are only three people in each dorm here. And it was just us. We were kind of just, this is right before I napped. And we hadn't even seen anyone else. We knew that there was one guy in that room. Or as, in other words, out of the three potential, the three beds in this room, only two were being occupied. My bed and one other person. But we hadn't seen him. And we thought, where the fucking Oz this guy comes in? Should we just bang here? And she said, oh, like, I don't know, whatever, like, why, like, would you want to bang here? And I thought, I said, why not? And like, three seconds after I said, why not, the door opened. And it was the guy, our roommate, who actually seems pretty chill, uh, but probably wouldn't have seemed chill if we were banging. So that's it, Normando Fene. Just getting back into the groove of broadcasting. I feel like this hasn't been my, my best or smoothest broadcast, but that's okay. It's 1016 AM, CDMXST. We're excited to hear from our listener today, and we're excited to have another day of no expectations, but always just, there's always something south of the southern border. Take care, listeners.